Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. Coming up, we have a lot of college football to talk about. We'll talk about Purdue's lost to Nebraska, IU's lost to Penn State, Notre Dame's big win over Pitt. All that coming up tonight on the show. Right now, though, catch you up on all those scores and how the Pacers are doing and look ahead at the game tomorrow with the Colts and the Saints. The star of our show is Network Indiana's Brad Huber. Thank you very much, Coach Lovell. Good to be with you tonight on the final Saturday in the month of October. It has gone final up in Cleveland, and the Indiana Pacers go to 2-0 and on the season. They defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers 125-113 to with help from Tyrese Halliburton, who hit three straight three-pointers late to take it from a one-point lead for the Pacers up to a ten-point lead. But Aaron Neesmith with 26 points to lead the Pacers. Halliburton Burton had 21. Miles Turner had 20. They will host the Chicago Bulls on Monday with five straight home games at Gamebridge Fieldhouse coming up next week. ECHL Hockey, the Indy Field with four second period goals. They beat the Kalamazoo Wings 6-2 and the Fort Wayne Comets leading the Wheeling Nailers 6-1 midway through the second period of play. College basketball today. Yes, college basketball. A couple of exhibitions. Two top 15 teams in the country. The Purdue Boilermakers and the Arkansas Razorbacks down in Arkansas, Arkansas, winning 81 to 77 in overtime. Zach Eady had 15 points per er, Butler at Hinkle Fieldhouse was all over Ohio Northern 78 to 46. DJ Davis had 13 points. To college football we go, the NAIA level, two very good teams in the state. Indiana Westlane, number four in the country. They go to eight and O. Oh as they defeated in-state rival St. Francis, 52-21, and Marion, number 5 in the country, also 8-0. They defeat Taylor, 34-20. Taylor falls to 2-7. Division three Wabash gets the win over Wittenberg, 52-20. They go to 6-2 on the year. Defiance defeats Manchester, 51-27. Manchester falls to 0-7. In-state rivalry, Rose Holman defeats Hanover, 44-39. Rose Holman, 6-2. Hanover, the 5-3. Mount St. Joseph's blank Franklin, 55-0. Franklin falls to 3-5. DePaul, how about... DePaul, 58-7 over Kenyon. They go to 9-0. They came into the game 23rd in the country in Division Three, and Bluffton all over Anderson, 45-7. Anderson falls to 0-8. Indianapolis, the Greyhounds go to 8-0. They were all over Upper Iowa today, 35-7. They were number 10 in the country coming into today in Division Two. FCS level, Indiana State gave number 15 North Dakota everything they could handle and more. North Dakota hangs on, though, 36-33 in overtime. Indiana State falls to 0-8. And, and the Butler Bulldogs go to 6-3 and with a win over Valpo, 17-7. Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, were all over Pittsburgh today, 58-7 up in South Bend. They came into the game 14 in the country. They go to 5-2. Purdue got a couple of touchdowns late, but it wasn't enough as Nebraska gets the win, 31-14. And Indiana... They started up 14-7, three touchdown passes by Brandon Soresby, but Penn State pulls away late, 
33-24. World Series going on right now. Arizona leading Texas. 4-1 in the bottom of the seventh. Arizona looking to tie up the series at one game apiece. NASCAR Cup qualifying today in Martinsville. The second to last race of the season. How about Mitchell, Indiana's Chase Briscoe? He will start third tomorrow behind Martin Trex Jr. and Ty Gibbs. Two drivers already locked into the championship four. That is Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson. They will start fifth and seventh responsibly. And then Justin Allgaier gets a wild win at Mortonsville in the Xfinity race to go to the championship four, beating Sheldon Creed to the line in the drag race. Sam Mayer, John Hunter Nemechek, Justin Allgaier, Cole Custer to the championship four. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Their website, driven, the number two, savelives.org. IU losing to Penn State today, 33-24. With me from the IU Sports Network, John Herrick. John, great start by the Hoosiers. Uh, I I thought a lot of positives in this uh, tough loss to Penn State this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, Bob. A lot of lot of good things, um, but also what what is disturbing though is that you see a little more of the same things. I mean, right? You saw this in Penn. You saw this against Michigan. You saw this against Rutgers, and now you saw it against Penn State. Quick start. You get out early. You're feeling good about yourself. Then you make an error that starts to set things back, and then it might turn into a couple of errors and three and or four, and that. That's definitely what happened um, in the late stages of the game. I mean, Penn State has 19 points on a fumbled punt, an interception on a ball that probably shouldn't have been thrown, a failed fourth down conversion, and then you have a sack fumble safety at the end of the game. You have a missed 37-yard field goal, which was Chris Freeman's first miss of the season. It, it was incredibly fun, and at the same time, it was very frustrating. So. Um, but it, it was it was cool to see at least the Hoosiers go in against a really quality mm-hmm. opponent mm-hmm. and uh, push them to the brink. But now you're two and six, and if you want to be bowl eligible, you've got to win out from here. I think sometimes, John, when you uh, when you're struggling uh, mentally, collectively, as a group, you get into the "oh no, here we go again" syndrome. I mean, they're clearly in it. I mean, you, you know, you, that first mistake, and then you immediately, it's its odd, it's contagious how this happens. I'm not a performance uh, expert, uh, but I, I do understand how these things can snowball, and, and they've been victimized, as you pointed out very well, once the, one turnover leads to another turnover or a mistake or an inability to capitalize on things, and then they begin to think about, oh, no, not this again, oh. Oh, oh, here it goes. So, yeah, I understand it. I fully understand that. I really do. Well, I know some people might have issues with IU's coach Tom Allen from a tactical standpoint, but you can't really fault him for trying to be positive. He's always trying to uplift the team. He's always trying to get them to not think about things negatively and to always focus on the positive. Um, And I think you've seen – growth in that i mean you lose a a terrible game against maryland you lose by 27 you go on the bye week you come back with a new offensive coordinator and it feels like i guess at least what gives you optimism going into november is that you keep seeing more and more positive pieces each week it's just this team is going to have to find a way to put it together for four quarters because if indiana plays mistake-free football today bob they win i mean they in a lot of ways they were 
just as good, if not better, at Penn State than some of the things they did today. But uh, right. the errors doom you. So you got to clean it up and get ready for Wisconsin. Well, you got to be pleased, though, and excited about the uh, performance of your quarterback, Brandon Soresby. Pretty nice day for him today. Yeah, had a learning moment with throwing back across his body in the first half, got intercepted. But then he also had a 90-yard touchdown pass, which was – um, the third longest pass play in the history of IU football and the longest pass play that Indiana's had since 1993. Uh, and then he throws another 69-yard touchdown pass to Lawrence Northgrad, Donovan McCulley. So a lot of good moments uh, from him. And um, I, I think it's I think that that was the right move by Tom Allen. And he said he was going to settle on one quarterback, and he has. Right. Um, and I think that I think that continuity. Uh, has helped, and I think the running game is starting to come along. That's another thing that was good to see today. 80 yards rushing, but you got 57 from Josh Henderson. Trent Hallen's really running the ball well. He had 31 yards, and and these guys are tough physical runners. So if the running game can continue to, you know, give Brendan Soresby some some help, I think that's going to just continue to make him uh, an even better quarterback over this next month. He's John Herrick from the IU Sports Network. Hoosiers lose 33-24 to Penn State and home against Wisconsin next week. John, thank you. I know you've had a long day. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Not a problem, Coach. Thank you. Marion with another win. They may be the hottest college football team in our state. They beat Taylor today 34-20. Ted Karras joins me. Coach, thanks so much for the call. Congratulations on another great win. Thank you, Coach Lovell. It's so good to be on your show. I admire your persistence in emailing me. <laughs> and I got uh, Sean Wilson, Neil Kazmerzik, Matt King, and Hot Rod Rodney Deckard here watching the film tonight. And he told me a little <laughs> bit about your, your yeah. past history. Don't believe any of it. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, I need you to hang on here because we need to take a short break. But I want to come back. Talk about your great win. We'll talk more football with Ted Karras in the university from Marion University on Indiana Sports Talk. The Indianapolis Colts get set to take on the New Orleans Saints tomorrow at Lucas Oil Stadium here in Indianapolis. Looking to bounce back from a very tough loss to the Cleveland Browns last week. Let's hear from Shaquille Leonard on the importance of tomorrow's game with the New Orleans Saints. Very critical because uh, you want to be playing your best, you know, football around this time. And you, you know, you don't want to come out, you know, lose three in a row, and then the team chemistry could go down from there. So we definitely got to make sure we come out, you know, put our best foot forward so we can get these winning games going. We'll also hear from Quiddy Pay on learning how to finish games late, which kind of hurt them against Cleveland last week. Very important for us to win this game. Um, we know we're a great team. And I feel like we're kind of hitting our stride now. We know what we can do. We just got to be confident and just finish games. That's our big thing. Just the importance is just finishing. So the Indianapolis Colts, New Orleans Saints coming up at 1 o'clock tomorrow at Lucas Oil Stadium. College football, Penn State. Defeats Indiana 33-24. Indiana looked good. Penn State pulled away late. Brandon Sorsby for IU had three touchdown passes. Indiana led 7-0 and 14-7. Nebraska defeats Purdue 31-14 at home. Indiana and Purdue now 2-6 on the year. Notre Dame rolls over Pittsburgh 58-7. Number 14th ranked Notre Dame now 5-2 on the year. Butler defeats Valpo 17-7 to go to 6-3. And North Dakota hangs on and beats Indiana. Indiana State, 
36 to 33 in overtime. Indiana State almost pulling off a major upset today on the road in North Dakota. And U Indy gets to win 35 to 7 over Upper Iowa. They go to 8 and 0. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Uh, I mean, he's being, he's being overly kind, but uh, I, the great thing about the IUPUI when I was there, he was with, I was there, he caught me early in my life when I was totally out of control, and so... Um, <laughs> But it was uh, he was fun. One of the one of the most fun people to be around, and you know how this is, Ted. When you're around good people like that, uh, you get to do great things, and and it's really great to see them as they go out through their professional lives and do what they've done. So, uh, hats off to Rod for that. You guys are playing really, really well, are you not? Yeah, man. And you know what? It's it's the coaching staff. It's uh, the guys buying in. Um, and fighting for three hours on a Saturday afternoon. And um, we've rose up to every task so far. And we have a big one next week. Um, but um, so yeah. far, so good, man. The guys have done a really good job. Well, I think the other part of it, too, is that you're uh, playing well on both sides of the ball, especially defensively. Um, you know, you guys are you're playing at a high level, been playing that way all year long. Absolutely. Defense has been elite. A lot of turnovers. Um, the scores today were on our twos, but we wanted to get some guys some experience uh, today, and they got that, and they know what they have to improve upon. But um, we're really excited uh, where we're at right now and a, and a big uh, test this Saturday. Uh, tell me who plays well, who really stood out in this game today for you guys. Well, all kinds of guys did. Um, defensively, James Ralph, I'm going to give a shout-out to him. He did a really good job in the interior defensive line. Tyler Buecher, I mean, our whole D did a really good job. Right. Um, yep. Offensively, Bundelow made a lot of plays. Our quarterback, T. Ray Spence out of Hammond Morton, made a lot of big plays. Jake Reichard, Baron Hubler, to name a few names. Um, it was a really good game. Um, 34 nothing going into the fourth quarter. We played our twos, and they got some points on us. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. we did what we had to do. You mentioned the big game next week. You got uh, Indiana Westland. You're on the road. They're ranked number four. Where are you ranked right now? Number five. What a matchup. What a, yeah, no, what a on, matchup. I think that's fantastic. No, <laughs> it's great. Uh, I would encourage people to start your trek to Marion, Indiana, to get a seat right now because this place will be sold out. They're playing well. You're playing well. This is one of those games where it gets back to basics. you got to take care of the ball. You can't give up big plays and those kinds of things to win a, win a good football, against, uh, win a game against a good football team. Absolutely. It's the first time we're going as underdogs. Uh, the game, you know, kickoff is at noon, which is a little different. So we got to leave campus at 8 a.m., pregame meal at 7, and we got to be ready to fight for three hours at noon till 3 p.m. in Marion, Indiana. 
How's this second trip back? You got to be having a great time being back, uh, winning games like you did when you were first there. Having a blast, you know, and having a lot of my coaches that I mentioned earlier on the staff that knows, you know, what it takes to win and um, really enjoying, you know, being with them and coaching our current team. And uh, it's very exciting. 8-0 is nice. 8-0 is nice. Marion University, big win over Taylor today, uh, the final uh, on this one, 34-20 at Indiana Wesleyan next Saturday. Ted Karras, thanks as always for the call, and good luck next week. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. College football today, we've got a lot more to go. We're going to talk some Purdue football. Uh, Rob Blackman, is Rob with us? Is Rob there? Um, doesn't appear that he is. We'll we'll uh, try to reach him. Um, say that again. We'll we'll contact. We'll get with Rob Blackman a little bit later on tonight. Coming up, we'll uh, also talk about Notre Dame's impressive win uh, over Pitt today. Notre Dame, as I mentioned earlier in the night, uh, benefited from the the week off and benefited uh, from the big win over uh, USC a couple of weeks ago. All right, Brad Huber, talk to me about tomorrow's matchup with the Colts and the Saints. What time does this thing start? Yeah, it will be a 1 o'clock kickoff tomorrow at Lucas Oil Stadium. And, uh, you know, obviously controversial or not, they're looking to uh, bounce back from that loss to the Cleveland Browns last week. And uh, a game that you and Greg talked about, I think it's a very winnable game for the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm tomorrow afternoon right i'm not a football official um but you know on on the surface i don't know if they were good calls or bad calls i just know that you know you know try as a as a player try not to put yourself in those positions where you allow the officials to interject themselves into a game easier said than done uh, I, I got that. I understand it. But you're still victimized by turning the ball over. I think that's the other th- part about it. You know, it's a game they could have won, should have won, maybe. Depends on your perspective. But uh, you cannot turn it over. you got to move the sticks and you got to score when you have the opportunities. Easy for me to say. I'm not there. But that's just a, an outside perspective, if you will. Yeah, I agree. You have to get to the point where you kind of take the officiating out of it and go out and win the football game. You know, obviously a young football team. Anthony Richardson is out for the year with a shoulder. He had surgery uh, last week, and so Gardner Minshew is the quarterback for this football team. So, you know, still a work in progress, and... uh, you know, any chance you get a chance to try to close out a football game, but I agree. You got to get to the Mm. point, if you can, where it takes the officiating decisions out of it. Uh, you know, we saw with a couple of very questionable calls at the end of the game last week, uh, which could have gone the other way easily. Uh, Colts now have lost two in a row since uh, beating Tennessee right. three weeks ago. So we'll have to see if they can come back and rebound, kind of dust that one off from last week and uh, try to get a good win tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, there's so much football to be played. But but this, Greg Rickstraw joined us earlier. You heard that conversation. 
you know they're they're in a stretch now where they they are playing teams they're they're, they're these are winnable games i mean you you're not as he pointed out you look at that schedule and there's no one there where you just look and say oh man that's going to be tough i mean you got uh the saints and then you're at carolina at new england tampa bay at Tennessee, Cincinnati games, one obviously you're going to have to respond. So, yeah, I mean, this, these are you're at a point now where if you can stay healthy, make some plays when you need to, uh, make plays uh, uh, at the end, need to finish games, uh, I think they can have uh, a, a pretty solid season. And I'd have to think that right now they may, may have uh, surpassed a whole lot of expectations. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, sometimes teams have to learn how to win late in games. You have to learn how to win before you yeah. do get a win. Yep. And even though they did nope. that against the, the Titans and got the win, but you're right. They have a lot of very winnable games coming up, beginning with the Saints next week, and then a couple of really bad football teams with the Carolina Panthers. And then they head over to Germany to take on the New England Patriots in a couple of weeks before their bye week. Oh, yeah. But again, yeah. both are very, very winnable. And if they could find a way to win the next three games, maybe at home against New Orleans, on the road against Carolina, bad team, and then a neutral side against the Patriots, uh, get three straight wins going into the bye week. I think you'll be sitting very pretty. He's Brad Huber. He's coming up with a scoreboard update, and we'll come back and talk some more college football on Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Let's begin this update with college basketball. A few scrimmages today. And you know, with Purdue football struggling on the football field, a lot of Purdue fans may have been looking at this basketball game today between two top 15 teams in the country playing a charity scrimmage in front of 19,500 people down in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And a whale of a basketball game it was. And Arkansas gets the win 81-77 over Purdue in overtime to Today and Zach Eady had 15 points for the Boilermakers. They'll have one more exhibition before they begin the regular season a week from Monday. How about the Indiana State Sycamores in the exhibition game? They knock off Cincinnati 70-68 in a charity scrimmage as well. Ryan Cornwell had 19 points for the Sycamores. And Butler at Hinkle Fieldhouse today all over Ohio Northern 78-46. DJ Davis had 13 points. Marion gets the win over IU Southeast 90-76 in the exhibition. Marion will play against the Indiana Hoosiers in an exhibition coming up on Friday. The Indiana Pacers get the win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. They go 2-0 on the year, 125-113. Aaron Neesmith had 26 points. Tyrese Halliburton with 21, including three straight three-pointers to put the game away late. And Miles Turner had 20. The Pacers will host the Chicago Bulls on Monday, beginning five straight games at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Indiana Westlane defeated St. Francis 52-21. Marion beat Taylor 34-20. They will play each other next week. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Notre Dame 
No problem today. Very impressive win over Pitt. The final in this one, 58-7. Irish 101's Dr. Lynn Clark joins me. Lynn, a pretty overwhelming win for the Irish this afternoon. Well, Irish Irish are smiling as Notre Dame improves to 7-2 and two on the year with that 58-7 mm-hmm. win. But another suffocating performance by the Irish defense. They come up with five turnovers. They score 23 points off of those turnovers. They look very good defensively today, but a little shaky start as Sam Hartman was picked off deep in Pittsburgh territory. He was picked off twice today, did not throw a touchdown pass, but then they finally got into a rhythm. Sam Hartman and Steve Angeli combined for... 380 mm-hmm. yards passing, and so now Notre Dame will get ready to face Clemson on the road next Saturday. That will be a noon kickoff. Barry, it's hard in a game like this to to look and say, you know, they needed to do better at this and do better at that. You talked about forcing the turnovers that leads to some, uh, you know, short fields, easy scores, but uh, I mentioned earlier in the night, um, I think that they benefited uh, greatly from the win over Southern Cal, in addition to having the bye week you and I talked about it last night. And I think they came out as a very fresh and focused ball club today. They did, but a little shaky on the offensive side. But the, the great thing is Notre Dame scored on the three phases of football. They scored offensively. They scored on special teams, which was the big difference in the game. And, of course, on defense. After that interception, I thought, here we go, another bad day at the office for Sam Hartman. But then Chris Tyree, the punt returner, returns a punt for a touchdown, 82 yards. That really shifted the momentum, and Notre Dame capitalized off of that. Sam Hartman calmed down. He actually targeted 12 different receivers. Audric Estime with a breakout game rushing, 114 yards on 19 carries. Three touchdowns, and so things just started rolling after that little shaky start, and Notre Dame started putting some things together, but still a lot of things to work on to face a good Clemson team, although I hear Clemson went down today as well. Right. Yeah, so you know, a day like today, you get to see a lot. I'm always curious how my guy Jack Kaiser did. How did he do today? I tell you what, Jack had a great game. Just I can just go into uh, some of the stats here and see what he had. But he's you know he's got a nose for the football, and he had a couple of quarterback pressures, and I think sure he, he actually does. got his stock. But you know he he made a hit on the uh, Pittsburgh quarterback, and I probably heard him say "Welcome to South Bend" after hitting them. But you know just a quintessential ball play. <laughs> you look at those Notre Dame linebackers. I think that is the heart and soul of this team this year. J.D. Bertrand in the middle, right. captain of the team. Jack Kaiser, not a captain in name, but he is a leader on the field. And Maris Leaf who had a big sack today. And so they are really the three players that have really propelled this suffocating defense that I said to really you know, make Notre Dame the team they are this year. That if they can shut down the opposition, your offense is a pretty good offense. You know, you're going to win some ball games. I would say you're going to win some ball games. All right, let's talk about Clemson. You noticed, as you pointed out, they did lose again today, but they've been looking. We've been talking about this game for a while. So uh, they're on the road at Clemson next week. A certain sense of desperation, I would think, for Clemson as they get ready for uh, the Irish next weekend. Yeah, but it's like hitting a beehive. You know, these bees are going to be mad, and they're going to look to sting somebody. But Notre Dame hasn't went down <laughs> in Clemson since, so I think, going back to the Joe Montana days. And so this is a good time to really test this team to get out on the road, to use the momentum that they got at home with a couple of wins, to build that confidence. Now look for more consistency through the freak of practice, get on the road. A little bit of a bonding thing. You get away from campus and – 
you know, be a team unit. Uh, good to walk throughs in the hotels and just a chance to really become more cohesive as a team. So I think it's going to be a very good matchup, and it's going to be an early kickoff. Notre Dame's not going to play a night game. It's going to be a noon kickoff. And so it'll be interesting to see if Notre Dame can continue to uh, improve and uh, you know, ride this crest of uh, confidence, if you will, going into that big game with Clemson. Yeah, and after the Clemson game, they get their bye week and then finish with Wake Forest at home and then finish up at Stanford. And so take me through the big picture uh, in terms of postseason. I know we're still early, but uh, I know how Irish fans are. They're always thinking about that. Well, the calculus still needs to be figured out, but the bowl representatives are definitely following Notre Dame uh, against USC. Members of the Peach Bowl were there, and of course, it's the Chick-fil-A Beach Bowl, Peach Bowl. And so, uh, one of the guys came up to me and said, "Hey, here's a free coupon for a Chick-fil-A sandwich." And I was uh, getting my credential today and standing in line with the from an individual from the Pop Tarts Bowl, which used to be the Camping World Bowl down in Orlando. And so, I know every bowl wants right. Notre Dame because of the fan base and how they travel. Sure. But uh, you know, Notre Dame could run the table, finish with a ten and two record, and look for that New Year's Six game. And depending on what happens around college football, Kansas knocking off an undefeated Oklahoma team. Let's see if Notre Dame can rise in the polls and, and see where they might be able to play. And I don't know if there's a possibility for a national championship. But if the teams start to lose and right. Notre Dame plays well, it's not where you start; it's where you finish. Yeah, there's so much football to be played. And, and as you've talked about, uh, already some crazy things happening, uh, upsets of uh, higher-ranked teams, and I, I think it'll continue. And uh, you're right, the calculus has to be defined, but there is so much. There are so many permutations on, on this deal right now. Uh, be, be great to speculate, but I'm not sure how accurate any of it will be. And we talked about that bye week, and I really think that bye week after the Clemson game, hopefully an Irish victory, is going to pay dividends, a chance to you know take a breather, relax, and, 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 and heal from some nagging injuries, but to get mentally prepared, not only for finals on mm-hmm. campus, but mentally prepared for the last two games and then getting to that December break where you're going to be off football for about a month before heading down to a bowl game. So. I think the bye week is also good not only to mend the body physically, but to refresh fresh mentally and get yourself prepared to play the last half of the uh, last quarter, if you will, of the college football season. Well, they appear to be a mentally refreshed team. Uh, and again, I think the, the boost they got, the confidence they got from handling Southern Cal, the manner in which they did, was a big key. And when your defense can shut down the opposition and score points. That just makes it a little bit easier mm-hmm. for your offense. And now things are starting to click. And it's getting to the point you've targeted 12 different receivers. Who's going to emerge? Right. I know it's going to be a nightmare for Dabo <laughs> Swinney to prepare for a receiver. Who do you prepare for? You've targeted 12. Now a downside tonight, right. Mitchell Evans, the great tight end, went out with an injury. We don't know his status, but it looked to be a lower uh, ankle injury. We'll probably get a report mm-hmm. on that on Monday, but that is the only downside other than Notre Dame missing a point after touchdown. But other than that, 58-7, Notre Dame looking very good after that short start, that shaky start. Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish 101. Lynn, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Have a great week. You too, Bob. Thanks so much. Irish with a big win and... Uh, it's impressive. It's an impressive win. Uh, we know it's a you know it's a pit team that's uh, up and down, I suppose, being a polite way to say it. But 
um, Clemson, uh, bye week, Wake Forest and Stanford on the road, uh, remaining games on their schedule. Tomorrow, Colts taking on uh, the Saints, 1 o'clock at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, Brad Huber, tomorrow, you, you and I have talked about this. I want to talk, I know you're a race, uh, a race fan, so we got NASCAR, I'm in the midst of all this football, NASCAR, important races coming up tomorrow on the NASCAR circuit. We do. 500 laps at the Martinsville Speedway, the second-to-last race of the season. We will see who the last two drivers in the championship four will be. We know Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell will be in the championship race next week in Phoenix with Kyle Larson winning uh, two weeks ago at Las Vegas, Christopher Bell last week at Homestead. So it's the uh, last race of the round of eight. We'll see who the four drivers will be. Running for the championship next week at the Phoenix uh, International Raceway to, uh, ha- hard to believe, crown a 2023 champion. It is hard to believe. So what's your best guess on uh, who makes those final two spots? Uh, that's a you good know question. Hold that thought. Yeah, I'll hold yeah, that thought. Hold that, yeah, hold <laughs> that thought. Save that thought. Brad Huber and I will come back. He's got a scoreboard update coming up, and I'll come back, talk some more ball. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Let's begin this update in racing, as Coach and I were talking about. Qualifying today for the Xfinity 500 tomorrow. Martin Trex Jr., a playoff driver, will be on the pole. Ty Gibbs on the outside of the front row. Mitchell, Indiana's Chase Briscoe will start on the inside of row number two with Denny Hamlin. Kyle Larson, who is locked into the championship four with Bubba Wallace in row three. Christopher Bell also locked into the championship four with Kevin Harvick, his second-to-last race of his career. And then Ryan Priest and Brad Kozlowski round out the first five rows. Green flag just after 2 o'clock tomorrow. Today, the second-to-last race in the NASCAR Xfinity Series and an absolute wild finish that saw Sheldon Creed and his teammate Austin Hill get together, causing a multiple car accident. And Justin Allgaier squeaks out a win over Sheldon Creed to lock himself into the championship four. Sheldon Creed was second. He is out. He had to win. Sammy Smith was third. He also had to win today. He is out. Riley Herbst is fourth. Josh Berry was fifth. And the championship four, Sam Mayer, John Hunter Nemechek, Justin Allgaier, and Cole Custer next Saturday at the Homestead, or excuse me, at the Phoenix International Raceway. World Series Game 2 going on right now, and it's all Arizona Diamondbacks leading the Texas Rangers 7-1. to Texas won 6-5 in 11 innings last night. So that series will be tied at one apiece as they will head to Arizona for Game 3 on Monday. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brad Huber, tell me about the World Series again. I, I For some reason, I, mean, I love baseball, but I just haven't paid much attention to this, but I know this is a really great 
great matchup. Tell me what's happening. When do we what's we, we played today? Did I, I haven't I haven't paid attention to the score? Who won today? Uh, well, it's still going, but it's looking like it will be Arizona. They lead Texas seven to one. In Game 2 of the World Series tonight, right. last night was a wild game. Texas defeating Arizona 6-5 yeah. in 11 innings last night. So it looks like the series will be 1-1 headed to Arizona beginning on Monday. And Arizona will have home field advantage now. With it being 1-1 in the best of five, Arizona will host three. Texas still two. Should we go the distance? So 1-1 headed to Arizona next week. So, you know, I was one of those kids who did the uh, of course you guys don't realize but transistor radio back back in the day so i i was that kind of kid that had the transistor with my uh my earplug up through my sleeve into my (laughs) so while i'm sitting in school listening to it and then when i was in the fifth grade uh at van buren elementary in plainfield recess we're out playing touch football which we're not supposed to play we're not allowed to play but we're playing it anyway and uh i have the ball and i'm running and charlie nelson gets a horse collar you know grabs hold of my shirt throws me down and i break my arm i I get something that's called a green stick break and literally, my arm is it, it's bent, <laughs> and it hurts. Uh, and so, um, you know, I go in, show the nurse. They call my mom and dad. My parents pick me up, throw me in the in the back seat of the car, and we're driving to Indy. This is from Plainfield. We're driving to Methodist Hospital. Didn't have as many hospitals back in the day as we do now. And I am in the back seat in abject pain, listening to Bill Mazeroski's home run to win the championship for the Pirates. I mean, that's that's how far back I I go with baseball. And I, I'm a little disappointed in myself for not paying more attention. So there you go. Broken arm, Pirates win. I'm a Cardinal fan, but it was great to hear the call in the backseat of a, a, a walk-off game winner by Mazeroski way back in the day. Yeah, that's a really cool story. It seems a little rough for a touch football. But uh, a cool story involving the uh, World Series. <laughs> hey, look, mean streets of, yeah, go ahead. Mean streets of Plainfield. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, and the outlaw, you know, the outlaw that uh, no, you couldn't do it anymore. And it was, uh, I mean, that thing was crazy. That was crazy. But it was, uh, it's good. So racing wrapping up and. Uh, this time of year, again, it's a it's a fantastic time of year. We're at the you know, sex, sectional championships on Friday. Uh, Colts tomorrow, obviously, with the Saints. Uh, Pacers. How about the Pacers tonight? Another great effort. Uh, they are off to a tremendous start, and I mean putting up points. Uh, how can you not get excited about this group? Boy, I tell you what, this team is so fun to watch and the changes they made this offseason, bringing in Obi Toppin and Bruce Brown from the champion Denver Nuggets last year and the other moves they made, uh, made locking up Tyrese Halliburton to be your franchise player. He darn near had a triple-double tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. 21 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists 
in that game tonight. And the Pacers were up one with a couple minutes to go. And Tyrese Halliburton goes back to back to back to make a, a from a one-point game to a 10-point game and put this thing away. And the mm-hmm. Pacers are 2-0. and And I tell you, uh, my friend and I decided to become many season ticket holders this year. We bought a 10-game package that we're going to right. split. So I am I cannot wait to watch this team play throughout the year, and uh, this is also the first year uh, since COVID I'll be able to watch them now that we have Bally on Fubo. So I'm happy about that too. He's Brad Huber. He's coming up soon with a scoreboard update on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. University of Indianapolis wins again. They uh, beat Upper Iowa today, 35-7. Chris Kievers joins me. Coach, you guys continue to roll along. Congratulations on the win. Thank you very much. It was uh, it was a little sloppy, but we'll take it. You guys have been on the road. Uh, I think uh, Jim Namovich or somebody in the office doesn't like you because you, you've, you've had some road trips now, and you've weathered them uh, as well as anybody could. Yeah, you know, we four out of the last five, we were on the road uh, – we finally came home this week, and it was nice to, right. to play and win. Well, yeah. Uh, you, you, you guys, I mean, it just shows how tough you are mentally and, and how well your kids can respond. And, and today, defensively, you, you, were, uh, you were really, really dialed in. Yeah, you know, we had some uh, red zone stops, and the kids played really hard. And uh, we've been doing that. That's kind of our uh, – uh, signature is they we let them down there and we don't we don't we don't they come away with no points and helps us win who played well for you now defensively and uh, and did so well on the offensive end for you this afternoon well i'll tell you what defensively our two linebackers are playing really well uh kj radabush kid from tipton and then uh clay schulte is a young man from uh, ohio uh they're both two our two inside linebackers and they're they fit the run really well and they defended the pass very well. They they played very well. And then on offense, our quarterback is, you know, he's lighting it up. He threw four touchdown passes. He's a transfer from a, 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 a JUCO in, in in Chicago, a Nebraska kid who's a sophomore. He's lighting it up. Like I said, he had four touchdown passes. Gavin Sukup today. Wow. All right. So postseason is looking stronger and stronger, right? Yeah, you know we don't like to talk about it. You know we got two games left. You know, but but uh, you know we 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 will have an opportunity if we win those two games for sure. Well, let's not put the jinx on it. Let's just focus on next <laughs> week. Who are you playing next week? We got McKendry at home, so and that'll be for the championship. We win that game, we'll right. we'll win the league outright. So uh, uh, that's it'll be, the kids will be excited about that. UND, 35-7 winners over Upper Iowa. Chris Kievers, I know you've had a long day. It means a lot to you to stay up late and call the show. Congratulations to you and your kids, and good luck next week. Thank you so much. Nice talking with you. You're welcome. Thank you. That's a good football team, folks. I mean, they're really good. And, again, the road schedule has been punishing, and they have, uh, they've come through it. Well, you can find out what you're made of. Uh, when you're in the bus for six, seven, eight hours on some of these road trips and come out and uh, walk out there and dominate people, which is what they've done, uh, can win the championship, as you heard Coach talk about, with the win at home against McKendry next week. Coming up, 
in the next hour. Paul Condry will join me as we talk about last night's sectional semifinal matchups around the state. We're at that round Friday night, sectional championship Friday. So we'll talk to the man himself, Paul Condry, in the next hour. Scoreboard update coming up with the man himself, Brad Huber. Busiest guy you know. He's coming up with a top.